Hi everyone, it is Marilyn Aloria and welcome to Who Can It Be Now? I wanted to talk to you about a really special offer right now for this incredible class that I'm doing called 10Xing Your Life. This class is really going to help you to release things that you no longer need and really stand in the shoes of your future self as you become accountable to yourself and make a plan for where you want to go. It's not about setting goals and not seeing those goals come to fruition. It's more about setting those goals and setting them into action and then surrendering to the, and being in the journey of your life, making really strong choices to where you want to go. It's going to give you the opportunity to say no to things that you no longer want to do and yes to the things that you're excited to do. It's a class filled with inspiration, innovation, creativity, and a lot of fun. So if you're interested in joining me, I do have a coupon for you. You can go to marilynaloria.com forward slash new class. That's marilynaloria.com forward slash new class. And you can put in coupon code 150OFF. That's 150OFF, 150OFF. And you're going to get $150 off. I do hope that you join me in this incredible class, 10Xing Your Life, so we can 10X our lives together. I'll see you in the class and in the podcast. Hi, everyone. It is Marilyn Aloria for a very, very, very special edition of Who Can It Be Now? And membership guest speaking person, guest speaker is John Burgos today. And I am super friggin' excited to talk to him. He's a really, 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 really good friend of mine. Adore him. I'm going to tell you a bit about him. We're just going to jump into it. We never prepare anything, him and I. But before I read his bio and tell you a little bit more about him, um, I can tell you from my own personal experience, we met about, I think it's about seven, eight years ago now, John, isn't it? Yeah, at least that. Probably a while, because I, I think it was before I bought my house, my last house. So it's been quite a while. And from the minute I met him, I just adored him. And we have just grown into such an incredible friendship. But more than anything, I have just watched him just evolve into this st- I can't put words to the type of person he is or the human being or what he's getting ready to do on a very momentum, very big level in this world. He is already the host of Beyond the Ordinary Show, but he's just encapsulates so much. He's an incredible interviewer, incredible host, um, very big spiritual person, puts himself through the spiritual um, evolutions himself. So it makes him so incredibly gifted and open when he's talking to you and interviewing you and even just being a friend. So I'm really excited to bring him to all of you and to bring him to my podcast as well. So let me just tell you a little bit about him and what we're going to be talking about today. And then I promise I'll let John talk. John is here to share how he's turned confusion into clarity which I think is an extremely important topic these days, how to uh, turn confusion into clarity, anxiety into ease, and flow loneliness into sovereignty, frustration into compassion and fear into love. He is widely known as the leader in the human potential field and host of Beyond the Ordinary Show. He's a teacher and speaker who thrives when collaborating with provocative That's me. Provocative spiritual leaders bringing light to the shared power of the awakened collective consciousness. He's here to bring you back to your soul's wisdom, bridging the gap between the mind and the heart, bringing light to information kept in the dark, illuminating the intelligence of the relationship between personal development and spiritual awakening. 
That is beautiful. Hi, John. Hi. Oh my God. What a great introduction. I'm going to use that. (laughs) You can have it. You can have it, babe. And I'll do another one for you too. First of all, let's talk about your transformation. So I'm just going to go with what I want to go with because I know you, but I want people to get to know you a bit about like, when I first met you, you were just starting your Beyond the Ordinary show. And I'd love you to talk a little bit about your own transformation from anxiety and confusion into where you are today. Oh, wow. That's such a huge journey. And it's been it's been evolving in increments. It's like it, it goes from one level to the next. But I have to tell you about 15 years ago, there was the first initial step that really happened in that. That was just, it was so obvious of what had occurred. And that first initial step was really the gateway for everything else. And the hardest one to break through because we don't know where we're stuck. We don't know what's really holding us back. And the fear, the uncertainty, the not knowing what's coming next. And how many of y'all can relate to that right now? Mm-hmm. Not knowing what's coming next is what, it's like we just, we have our blinders on and we're kind of walking. And we don't know we have our blinders on. We just, we know what we know and aren't quite aware of what's beyond that. And so I decided that I needed to dive into a transformation for my business at the time. And I had an agency that I owned and it was doing well, but I was bored out of my mind. And there was just, life was kind of lackluster, even though life was great at the same time. Uh, I knew that there had to be something more. So I decided to dive into business mentoring while I was receiving the mentoring and it quickly turned into um, spiritual transformation, lo and behold. And it it opened up my world where I was going deep into old family patterns that when they cracked, there was just no turning back. It's like the limitations in which I held myself back because of the trauma that I was still holding on to and the stories of that trauma and who I defined myself to be in relationship to who I thought my family was, who my family thought I had to be, how I had to create a container so that I could fit in or or somehow shape my life in a way that I was going to be deemed successful and, and and grow into that. It's just, it's, those beliefs collapsed during that moment. And it was from there that it's the spiritual realm opened up to me. So from those experiences, I, I was always very attuned to energy. I would have guides come to me. I'd have prophetic dreams before then. It's I had a dream on my wedding day that I was going to be married 18 years and 17 years and 51 weeks to the almost exactly to the day. I asked for um, the separation that I knew was the end of the marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like things like that were kind of popping in the field. But once I broke through this limiting belief of who I was and how I received safety and how I could relate to others with how sensitive or empathic or how feminine or masculine that appeared to be to whoever I happened to be with, that just kind of started to fall off the field in a huge way that allowed a different flow of consciousness to come in, allowed my body to relax and being in situations where I was more authentically expressing myself. And that allowed the channels of wisdom and awareness that come from all over the place, whether they're 
having a conversation with a great friend like you or spirit talking to me or synchronicity showing up. Um, it was so profound that I couldn't help but to keep showing up for those, I'll call them breadcrumbs along the way, but they're larger than that. But I started to learn how to really trust those. The patterns were there, so why wouldn't I listen? And that's really kind of what cracked me open in the beginning. And then so many other just magical experiences um, after those 15 years that it's, I, I have so much compassion and so much love and so grateful for all the experience that have come through. Um, but I can't relate to who I used to be from a point of trying to define myself through him now. So there's so much that you said in that. And I want to go back to something you said in the very beginning where you said, I knew there was more. Mm. And I want to talk about, I want to start there because your journey is so magical and so incredible. And I really want people to take the seeds and the techniques and the tools because people are listening to you and they're saying, oh, I have those limiting beliefs. I need to re-identify myself. I need to redefine myself. You know, I need to break away. And I just went there and I want to know, what was that feeling like? How did you know there was more? Was it something you felt in your physical being, your mental being? How did it show up? It was this urge. I, I, I wish I can just, I wish I had the specific words to describe it, but it was just this, like this oxygen that was pulling me forward. It's like, there had to be something else. It was, it was, I was gravitating towards this magnetic pull. And the signs along the way is friendships weren't resonating for me anymore, even though they were wonderful. But I was different. I was interested in reading, like diving into like a library of books around esotericism and spirituality and people who had gone on on quests and journeys where their spirituality was opening up. Um, business got boring as like I was no longer motivated just by making money or by being ahead of a company or doing these other things. It's just, it, a lot of it felt empty. Yeah. And I felt, and I felt like I had kind of capped that. I didn't cap out, but I was like, well, how am I showing up for my, for my daughters? And we had amazing relationship, but it felt like I felt them stagnating as I was stagnating. It's like, there's gotta be something else than what I've been taught to create in this beautiful Texas Southern Baptist, you know, suburb, um, very white Anglo that I'm living in. And, and my parents are immigrants, we're, you know, we're Hispanic. So for me to be where I was and living the way that I was, was the immigrant success story that my parents had hoped for. And it wasn't enough. Yeah. So was it scary at all when you came to that, like boredom is such a great motivator to shift like if you're feeling bored that's when you know something's got to change I was just talking to a therapist a while ago and I said I was bored and she goes that's great now you're going to change yeah. but I've noticed with you you don't carry a lot of fear or a lot of anxiety anymore at all at that moment in time were you scared John about you were what you were embarking on or were you excited what were the feelings you were experiencing I was afraid more while I was running I'll call the other life I was constantly worried about money. I was constantly worrying about the dynamics in my marriage. I was, I was just, I was in a place where there was a lot of, I'm not enough or I'm not doing enough. Mm. 
And there's an alchemy of working with those limiting beliefs that were profound as well. Um, and, and they're so important because we do have to get into a place where, and we all resonate with it in different ways. There's different layers of I'm not enough. There's different layers of I'm not a priority. There's different layers of not deserving of I deserve to succeed. And we get to feel into them because they are the impetus for growth. And there's nothing wrong with feeling like there's more. But when you approach it from a fact that you feel stuck or victimized by it, and, and, and the fear overruns the faith, that that's when it takes you down that dark tunnel that it's really difficult to get out of. Yeah. So soon after you had this, like this awakening, I don't want, I don't want to give it words because it's just like this, you came into you. I call it the dam broke open. I mean, really. The dam broke open. I started seeing energy. My I started having spirit guides coming to me on a consistent basis. I was seeing auras around people. I was just like, I've been wired for this. And I was so ignorant to that. Yeah. And here you are living in Texas in this very Anglo-Saxon, you know, lifestyle and everything. But you moved pretty soon after that awakening, didn't you? Or did you stay put to try to figure it out? No, I stayed put for a good three, maybe four years. Time's kind of strange. Really? I, was still, I was still in my marriage. That was shifting. Um, no, I started building up the business and the show and I built up the show from Texas and it was two years, two, almost three years. And it was, the signs were all there. I'd go to parties in Texas or barbecues or my daughter's like sporting gymnastics or cheerleading events or whatever. And I was just, I felt like such a fish out of water. Yeah, I'd go to the places I'd go work out all the time or, or were friends I'd hang out with all the time. And it's, I just felt so alone. So how did you, yeah. So how did you have the courage? What would, do you remember the moment or the, the courage where you said, I'm, I'm enough. I'm, I deserve, I've got to go. That's it. Like, how did you have the courage? Where do you think the courage came from to finally embrace the new you? Oh, there was different iterations of that. The first one, that's really one of the strongest ones that came before even this, this dam broke open. Um, and the, the short version of the long stories, I've always been very sensitive, always empathic. And it was very much thrown in my face. Oh, you're too sensitive. You feel too much. There's something wrong with you. What is it? What is it? It's like, you're always like Mr. Sensitive. And it's like, and it was like something bad about me. I was guilted into feeling things that were actually true. I was feeling that something wasn't right in the marriage that my wife wasn't telling me the truth. I was feeling that my parents were constantly when we were younger covering up the trauma that they were putting with tr trying to put band-aids on it so that everything would be normalized for us somehow and, and they can deal with it in a different way um i can feel and i still can very more precisely people's intentions and feelings it's almost like you can read their mind and their energy it's like you know what's up when you walk in the room you're too sensitive you're doing this like oh there's something wrong with me and I remember it's, it was in a conversation with my wife and it was something that came up and something came up that was really, a, it, it became a boundary for me. Now I won't get into the details. And I just looked at her and I go, 
And she's and she said something. She goes, "You're being so sensitive again." And I just looked at her and I smiled and I go, "Dang!" I said, "You're absolutely right." I said, "You know what? Except I'm going to own it now. I'm going to. I am being sensitive, and things are going to change." I said, "You're either going to have to get used to it, or you're going to have to leave." But I'm not turning this off anymore. Wow. I'm not turning it off anymore for your sake so that you can cover things up that feel too uncomfortable for you. I said, it's my greatest gift. And I've just realized that right this second, thank you. And I'm not going to turn off for anybody anymore. Wow. And, was, and that's where things really start popping into place. But I had to stand up for myself in that. Well, you saw yourself and heard yourself in that moment. You were like, so my question to you, and then I, it, were you, did you feel like you were observing yourself? Like, I think at this point in our consciousness, right, we're able to observe our behavior in different moments of our life. But back then when you're like having this whole experience, do you think in that moment you were actually observing yourself or it was just spontaneous? This is what came out of you. It was spontaneous. Okay. I, think it, I think it had been building up for so long and the guilt and all that, and knowing that there was something not right. And just the old type of bypassing or manipulation, just I was done with it. I was like, no, that's not right. work anymore. And I was ready to face whatever the repercussions would be, but I didn't see them as repercussions. I really saw them as opportunities because yeah. it needed a shift. Wow. I love that. And it didn't need to shift from a place of fear. It needed to shift because I knew that there was something more that I wasn't living into. And I wasn't willing to be inauthentic with myself anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and um, so now, so then you leave Texas, what happens next? Cause you have such an interesting journey and I really feel like I want to piece this together at the end about the work you're doing now, but I'm looking at knowing you, like, I don't think we've ever went into debt. I know your story a bit, but never in depth like this. No, not like And that. when you get to like, everybody learns what John is doing today and where he's moving into, you're going to be able to see the thread of the magnificence. And I want people to see what grows from these moments. So it's great. You can say something to that. And then I want to, I want to ask you where you went to next. No, let's get to where you went to next because there are threads and it's like, you, you make, you make a leap and you think you're so evolved and all these other things. And you're like, oh, I'm still <laughs> going through things. It's like, I left codependence and I, and I dove kind of into a different kind of codependence but with different set of circumstances and from a higher perspective with an invitation for showing up in a different way. And it, I can't say it was a bad type of codependence, but definitely that, that thread was still there. That was, I was still in the place where I was leaving myself for the sake of something else, but still showing up for myself in a way that I hadn't before. So there's integration. You know, yeah. we, we don't want to go from, from nothing to all because can we really hold it? And what's the journey in between? And and really for me, the journey in between, and it's been, again, it's been close to 15 years. It's an intimacy of knowing myself through those stages of what's arisen and the compassion and understanding and the, and the calling myself out on the crap also and being able to just not have to be judgmental about it i mean really there's no judgment about it and i think from a standpoint now and we'll get into the next phase of it 
I think it also gives me such a beautiful framework and way of being and relating to other people where I don't carry a lot of judgment for people as if we're working together or if things come up, I may have an opinion of you and I talk about something about the way people show up, but it's not like a hugely charge. Oh my God, they're absolutely completely wrong. And it's like, it's, it's not necessary for me. Um, I, I know my journey through all of it. I have compassion for it. I have a lot of enlightenment that came through for that. And I can kind of see how different things are playing out for different people because I am such a student of myself and then of others of those different things that kind of ping us along the way, um, which which plays so beautifully into my capacity to like go into a field and dive just right underneath of what's right there to allow that to elevate up and really show what's possible. Um, and I know because I've gone through it personally several times. And yeah. then got so many different facilitators and experiences as well. Yeah, that is one thing that there's a lot that you've said. And I agree about John is the least judgmental person I've ever met because I'll be like, nah, 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 nah. And he'll be like, hey. <laughs> but he doesn't like he acknowledges my opinion of it. But he, I just always appreciate the fact of how you kind of have an interesting perspective on things, which is great. Yeah. And so it's not, and it's not to bypass where there's injustice. No, I don't feel like you do. Nah. No, uh-uh. No, I think it's beautifully how you described how you don't, how you don't hold your judgments on charge. That's why I think that the way you described is perfect. So after you left Texas, what was the next big discovery on your path for yourself? Besides, I love the fact that we can see how we could really have a growth moment, but codependency, like certain things in our own makeup, follow us to the next thing. And that doesn't mean we go running and hiding. It means we continue to work through it, which is great. What was the next big discovery for you? Like, what was the another? I know you've had many moments, but what was the next one? So it went through that. Uh, it's I started the show beyond the ordinary show. So after I like had this big awakening, I I was working with a a woman who kind of became my mentor. I'll call her. I was fortunate enough that as I was having these awakening, very esoteric experiences, that there was someone there on a consistent basis to translate it for me. Mm. And I tried to navigate this on my own. Those 15 years could have turned into the rest of my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And so I've been, it's like spirit even guided me to start the show. I started because I just wanted to share like this discovery of what's available in the way that you teach and other people teach and what I got to know and began teaching also because nobody in my community was aware of, of this limiting beliefs, how to overcharge them, you know, connecting with spirit, just so much of what we talk about. And so we've got to make this available to the world. And a beautiful intention. And throughout the 10 years I've been doing this, I came to the realization, like five years into it's like, oh, crap. I've been thinking that I've been doing this for other people, but really, I've been doing it for me. Yeah, I am. I have learned so much and have grown so much and have been surrounded by so many beautiful teachers and audiences and its spirit has put me on this fast track PhD esoteric kind of level of that there's no escaping that this is so my path of where I'm yeah. supposed to be and so starting the show was the next initiation because it really put me into this oceanic consciousness through the examples of so many different people that allowed me to um, 
to be illuminated in ways that I don't know how else it could have shown up. So you start you started the show and how the, I was going to ask you this the reason you started the show how has it shifted and changed for you now because I want people to see that when you're with something for 10 years with so much depth and your heart and soul it becomes something else doesn't it and has it become something else for you it has um besides well, the I, PhD, I get that you were doing it for you like it's so cool you've been initiated through all these people but keep going when I started the show, I thought I was, it was pure guidance. My guides came in. It's like the mentor I was working with, she goes, maybe you should do a kind of like a telesummit show. I was like, ah, maybe, but I don't know. Um, and I'd left, I was working for the company that they had started and they couldn't afford to pay me anymore. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to hang out and it'll come to me. I tried to get a resume together and put things out and it was kind of maybe looking for a corporate job and nothing was landing. Um, and about four months of, not earning any income, dipping into my savings. And I had been dipping into my savings for a long time working for this other company also. Um, I heard it's time to start the telesummit, start the show. It's like, okay. And it should have taken me four to six months to start it. It took six weeks. I it was a hit right off the bat. It, it's, oh, it was a home run off the bat. I had $5,000 left in um, my retirement account. My credit cards were maxed out and I had $7,000 worth of expenses coming up the next month when I started the show. Um, and it just all just blew wide open. All these speakers that I was reaching out to that had big followings who were going to promote me and all they're I'd call them and say, we don't know why, but we have to see us. We don't know why, but we have to see us. We don't know why, but we had to say yes. And that just grew into something beyond me. And I thought I was going to run, run two or three seasons and then figure out what I was going to do next. And two to three seasons has turned into 29 seasons after nine years. Um, and it just kept expanding it. The first month financially, it just like took care of everything. And then it kept growing. And for me, it was about meeting. It was definitely about connections. The way I was meeting a lot of the speakers after the first season it's synchronicity. I'd see someone on Facebook, like, oh my God, I have to reach out to them. And I didn't know anything about them. Like not even looking at their profiles, like we need to connect. We need to connect. That's something coming up. And the synchronicity just kept showing up. And I'd say I probably found 80% of the speakers that have been on my show that way. Mm. And most of them have become friends. A lot of them, like you have become dear friends and a small handful have become like friends for life like you. It's just like, I can't imagine my life without you in it. Um, so the camaraderie that was provided has been amazing. Community that I had felt excluded from really all my life because I was trying to fit into community. Yeah. Or even when I had community as an adult, community in the way that's been resonant for me, it's just, I'd say. I, I thank God for that every day. The people that have shown up, the relationships that I've had, it's been, it's been extraordinary. And so the growth that came from it and how we shared um, information, it's not just an interview series. It's spirit was really asking me, or I can't even say asking me. I was just showing up to the interviews. I didn't prepare for any call. It was just conversational. 
And somehow I could always talk about the subject that was at hand coming into the show and expertly. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I could. And it always felt like we were raising the conversation to another level. And the audience can feel that and the speakers can feel that on a continuous basis. It was um, it was being shared that that was the experience. And then the quality of audience that the speakers were receiving from being on the show was another translation. So it really feels like we've created something very sacred that we're meeting people where they were, where they were ready to be, and has expanded that because of the way that we show up. Um, and I've gone through iterations of it where we were having interviews and calls and five years in, it's like, this, okay, I'm starting to get bored. We're having the same conversations. There's gotta be something else. And I'd ask Spirit either bring in new speakers or new topics, or it's time to let it go. And sure enough, that kind of guidance, again, where the synchronicity of the speakers that would show up in the next level of conversation, it would just evolve when I thought that it was just stagnant. Um, yeah. So the flows continued. And every time I've asked for it, I believe it's also been an indication of where my consciousness and where my energy is expanding into. Um, and so very much, I'm not sure which one it is, either I'm keeping up with the energy of where the show wants to go, or the show's really being guided by where I'm deciding to go. Perhaps it's both. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's fascinating listening to this because um, you talked about community. You were, your parents were from Colombia, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, and you, you, that isn't easier, easy coming in. I know you were in Queens first, weren't you? I was, yeah. In Queens, New York. And then when, how old were you when you went to Texas? Yeah. I was 13 years old. So another culture shock moving to yeah. Texas in the, in the late seventies. It's, they weren't very welcoming to, to take, I'll call it that. Yeah, exactly. And then here you are talking about creating a community. So it brings me to this next question. I see so many times, I know you see this too, John, very gifted people that have incredible ideas, big missions, big feelings, you know, about what they want to do, but they don't do it. They don't get started. What would be your advice to someone who was sitting on an idea for so long, but wasn't moving forward into it? Because you just dove in. You had, I'm so glad you shared about the $5,000 because I was going to ask you to share that. Like, that's a big moment. And again, this is what amazes me about John. You don't really do a lot of fear. And I don't know why. It's again, when I worked with those limiting beliefs, and they're really, ah. it's really beautiful. And when I did a lot of soul recovery work, where I was really integrating disassociated aspects of myself that I lost through our cultural upbringing, the trauma that we experienced in the family, yeah. the, the being a little boy who couldn't control or affect his, his environment. It's, it's completely disempowering in so many ways. And we carry that. I carried that as an adult. And so to disentangle from those and to bring back an action taken ability, it's don't judge yourself if you feel like you're stuck and, and don't, don't nail yourself to the cross because things don't move forward, but do ask for help. Do seek out someone who can not only encourage you to move forward, but has gone through a similar process who can guide you through their own embodied experience, not a theoretical 
place or these are the steps that you need to take because unless you can embody the truth that you are capable of doing it somebody else's truth is not going to guide you into what you want to create love that oh all right let's talk a little bit about what you're entering into now <laughs> it's so fascinating it's just it's and before you do that, I have to do another question. I realized I think I'm going live in the wrong place, but it doesn't matter. As you talk about what you're entering into now, which is a whole other encapsulation of your abilities and your creativity and your innovation and world get ready. I want you to talk about the initiation into that. Like what made you recognize that there was now a new iteration of you. There was a new calling or something. So I just want you to throw that in there a bit too, because I want people to really grasp that they're not alone and that the ideas they're having, I want them to start acting on and becoming that themselves. Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> I know so I throw a lot of questions in. I do this to everybody, but I'm sorry. I love this. This is great. And I love that you're, you're bringing this out of me. It's a few weeks ago. I was having a conversation with someone and they were telling me about a coach that they were working with and how the coach was kind of pushing her into something and it was uncomfortable. And, and that's, it stuck with me that day. And I was, we, we were at the beach together here in Hawaii and I was, I drove her back to her house. I was driving back from the beach, just a nice long drive to the house. And I just started having this conversation in my head and spirit was coming in. And, and I asked specifically, I said, it's time. I, I'm, I need, I need to reach out to someone. I am ready for someone who's going to push my edges because I've been coasting. I've been coasting probably for about seven years. I've been doing the show 10. Mm. Have you really been coasting or have you been building a new foundation for this next it's jump up? It's a combination of coasting and things being easy. And then I've also been integrating a lot. I've also been doing a lot of my own inner work there's a lot yeah and from a success place i could have been you know outwardly success type of story i could have been doing 20 other things because we did set up processes and set up the mechanics of the show where it just flows so easily for the most part um but again that's gift of that facilitation allowed me to really work on these other aspects that were coming up so I was financially supported and mm. taken care of and I was still showing up for these interviews which I was very passionate about and had so much fun doing so but it was easy it was easy and if I really say I've been coasting probably for the last three years easily without a doubt it's like I wonder what's next I don't know let me do this let me focus on this personal relationship that I'm in now and the show will kind of run itself. And so I just kind of, I kind of lollygagged around through it and putting my focus really in these places that were illuminating to me where I still needed to do some healing. Part of the healing of codependency or being very nurturing and and hoping to meet someone that can meet me, but how could they if I'm abandoning myself in different ways? And so it was just all these beautiful um, people and women that would show up in relationship. And again, I love to talk about it openly 
um, that were really demonstrating to me where I was the one holding myself back, where I was playing a safe, where I was coasting in a way, um, using these tools and this consciousness that I had gained along the way as an excuse to wait for someone to catch up in their own consciousness that maybe we can have a future together. Mm. Uh, and so that's a fear of growth. That's a fear of kind of not meeting myself where I, where I am. Yeah. Being okay, stopping short and being comfortable in that until the comfortableness start becoming boring. Again, that's boring again. Like there's something else. It's like, or like an emptiness. It's like, there's got to be something else. It's like, okay, it's, I'm okay financially and I can always use more. There's always like the up and the down as we're trying to create new things and all that. Um, living on a beautiful island in a beautiful home and all that sounds great. Driving a great car, being able to travel all over the world. So what? So what? And I was at that place. So what? And it was becoming stagnant. I was stagnating. And I can start myself feeling myself and seeing myself aging quicker in that stagnation. That vibrancy just kind of was, was slowing down. And again, I would pick up vitality through relational aspects or through going on an adventure. And so I'd get that hit and it'd be wonderful. But then when that hit wasn't there anymore, stagnation again. So it's just beautiful how I really couldn't run a, away from it. And for me, and I recommend for everybody, and I'm so glad that you all know Marilyn and hopefully you're working with her or in her membership or if you're contemplating it or whatever group this is, that, that you work with someone who's really embodying what they're teaching. So membership is closing, but that's okay. This You're actually the last interview for membership. Uh, okay. Um, but you're beautifully speaking as to why I'm doing that is because um, I've shifted and changed and expanded and grown. And so has the community. And it's time for us to, you know, I'm focused on a different program and they either can come along or, or find what's a better fit for them. But I want to talk about this because I love how you describe about picking up vitality and then stagnation and the way that you described it, the way that you described your life, most people are thirsting for, you know, travel around the world, you know, living in Hawaii, having um, a really good life. But so now you said that there's a shift happening and you talked about, I don't know if you said you started working with a coach or what happened and what is the shift that you're going into with what you're doing, what you can reveal, you know, because I know that you have big things on the horizons. But I want to just show your journey is so interesting and it's so, everybody thinks it's like, we just go straight up and we don't, there's always this like up yeah. and down and up and down, but the lows are just where our peaks used to be. And then we go up and then our low becomes our new, you know, where the peak used to be. And so I just want you to discuss a little bit of that. Yeah. Well, I can share it. And this is so fascinating um, for me anyway. One of the first experiences that, again, cracked the dam open where the floodgates just like of my intuition and, and connection and spirit, I just started, I allowed them to come in. Um, again, that was 15 years ago. 
a month ago, I was still doing processes, working through stuff with my dad and mom, and I can feel the iteration of it. And one of the most beautiful experiences that I've had with mom, again, was about a month ago, and it felt like it was finally complete. And again, this is 15 years of personal development work and a lot of forgiveness and working around mom and dad, not all of it, but a lot of it. And it's all different iterations of it, all of it just like growing into, it's a relationship. And it's an intimacy of going deeper and what are we ready to take in um, and be with that. Again, to be with it intimately and to to hold it and to love it and to be in a place that you can be in the experience and not have it be good or bad, but it just is. And then the stillness of love that you can feel that arises in you and that, that's when you know you're at a whole different level. I felt the releases. I felt the empowerment. I felt the boundaries that I created. I felt all these things along the way. And those were great. They're all part of the alchemy. But we can even let all that go and just be in the, just your awareness of what is as you know it right now. That is an absolute it's amazing. There's a surrender. Yeah. To Keep going. I'm sorry. No, that's it. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, because what's getting me is we get, and you hear this, I know in your communities too, I'm waiting till I'm healed or I'm waiting till I'm, f- I'm over this. I'm waiting till I've healed that relationship with my mother, my father, I'll do it once I'm healed. And I'm like, that's why I'm loving this conversation so much. And I had no idea we'd be brought down this road. It's a const. it's not like a constant work on it where you're like, the first time you do it, the second time you do it, I can only speak for myself. It's so draining, so sad. It's, you know, trauma, you know, you're letting go of that, but you continue to unfold the different layers of the healing. And it's not from the same level of pain, but you still need to do the work. Living for you. And it doesn't hold you back. Living for the future is a trauma response. Oh, interesting. Explain that. We're trying to escape where we were. We're trying to escape our circumstances. Mm -hmm. We want things to change so we don't suffer as we're suffering right now, or we've been taught to suffer, or we want to escape something. So the people are saying, I'm going to wait until this. That's a trauma response. People that are creating the future and Mm -hmm. forming a plan and they're strategizing towards it, if they're being tactical towards it, that's an empowered type of living towards the future. That's different. If this happens, then I can have this. See where that's coming from. See what it is that you're trying to escape from and then be with that thing that you're trying to escape and allow it to rise up through you. The problem with so many of the emotions that we would rather not feel is that we've been taught to stop them short. And so there's pain or there's... I. You know, as a child, if you throw a tantrum, uh-uh, you can't do that. So it stops in your ankles or in your belly, or you have a sexual impulse as a young child or something that comes, uh-uh, can't do that. It stops somewhere in your body. You've got sadness. Oh no, let me, let me save you from your sadness. Don't cry and all these things. And so we stop all our emotions short. We aren't taught how to really honor them and allow them to have their organic flow. And so whenever these things come up, it's like, you know, one of the greatest things that you can do for yourself is allow yourself to let that thing that you're so afraid of take you where it wants to take you. Yeah. To really surrender to it. I had 
I used to have dreams of falling into an abyss ever since I was a kid. And I would fall, 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 uncontrollable. When I was really low, I'd wake up and my bed was wet. I'd wake up with a fever. Um, they'd continue or, you know, I'd wake up and again, in my between seven, 11 years old, you know, I'd, my bed would be drenched in sweat. In my teen years, I'd have them once or twice a year. And I was just so just disorienting and fearful. In my 20s, I'd have them once or twice a year still. And it's like, what is this? Like, what would happen? It was, again, just, I felt so disempowered by them. In my 30s, maybe once a year, it's like they started not getting so frequent. Um, I think I was 39 or 40 years old when I, I had the dream again. And it started coming in and I was falling, 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 falling. It was out of control, out of control. And I had somehow learned, I don't know how, to lucid dream. And mm-hmm. I had, and my guides, that's after my guides had been coming in um, and really showing me different things and, and showing up. And this dream became a lucid dream and I was falling, falling, falling. I was terrorized again. I could feel everything in my body. And then I just finally said, you know what? F it. Yeah. F it. If you're going to kill me, kill me. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die. But I'm not willing to do this anymore. Take me where you need to take me and let's go. With total conviction, no fear whatsoever, just total authority and conviction that I was done. And whatever that meant, it meant. And it would become that. The second that conviction was communicated in a dream, I landed at the bottom of what I thought was this abyss. And I started climbing out. And I've never had that dream again. Wow, that's great. Yeah. So again, being with it and saying, you know what? We're going to be together in this. And where are you going to take me? Let's go. But I'm not going to run from this anymore. Well, what's interesting listening to your timeline, that happened around the same time you were starting to awaken. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Trying to find the right word because I don't really like that word, but I can't find it. I love that. Great. Okay, so we're going to move into a Q&A soon. But my question to you is, besides the fact where everybody can find you, what do you feel like your is your mission today? That's such a great question. And it really points back just to who I'm choosing to be and to become. And so for me, my mission is just to be even more and more authentic and in my own integrity. And I've, I've redefined integrity where it has stages. We've learned integrity and authenticity based on moral codes that were taught through our family or through religion or through education. And we've tried to live up those to those standards and be in integrity according to those roles. And the other side of it and the redefinition of integrity and authenticity is like, what's this place where I know myself where I'm discovering myself that I can be an honest communication and enacting who I am based on that truth, not the moral codes of others. And by sharing that authenticity and integrity, whatever that may be openly in any relational dynamic, because if I'm wanting to experience love and expansion, I have to be willing to be that first. And, and I insist on being met there. I just do. It's, it's just what you hold when you get to that place where you commit yourself to that organic integrity, to that authentic authenticity. 
that that just becomes the standard for what you create in your life. But you hold that to yourself, not because you have to, but because really anything else just feels painful and it feels like the old life and it feels like I'm, I would be creating something that, that just doesn't make sense to me anymore. So that's kind of what I feel that I'm just here to experience. And in that, I can come on here and share that. And hopefully someone can be motivated or inspired or whatever by it. Well, that's what I want to ask you now, because you do, where are you going with, tell people how they can find you, what kind of work you're doing. But then <clears throat> my question is, and this is what's interesting about John, John interviews everyone. So, and I know you get interviewed too. Not that often. But, yeah, and not, I don't know that people, I don't know how much your life story is out there, which I find this very fascinating because I've said, I've known you for all these years and, and I know your story, but not to this depth. Um, tell, how does, because you're stepping into a different identity. You're, I know you are. It's not right. a different identity. I'm not going to put labels on it. But, but it is, yeah. You know, the way that you're choosing to live, which is such a beautiful thing that you just said, how is that going to support, besides your community hearing your story and then hopefully being um, excited by it or enticed by it? I'm not going to put labels on that either. What else are you hoping to bring to your community? And then do let us know how we can look for you. Well, I can tell you that it's been shifting over the years. So when I started the show, I was more interviewed and more curious about how I was being with the speakers and, and I was really allowing them to lead. Truly, I was in supporting role. And over the last four or five years, the guidance kept coming in more where, no, it's more of a, like I'm really meeting the speakers where I am and we're having a conversation and it's 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 like as experts in our own ways, but not that somebody else is an authority. And so I'm inviting the audience into their own authority as well, into their own capacity of what they are. So it's it's very, really bring this path of me showing up for and talking about my journey and the wisdom that comes through that. Because mm -hmm. there's a ton of wisdom that comes through that. There just is. And there's no denying um, my capacity to affect people's belief in what is possible for them through the conversations I have with them. It's just, right. it's, it, it has demonstrated it way too many times for me to be so humble about it that I won't talk about it because yeah. who am I, right? And that's just, that can't lead anymore. Um, so Beyond the Ordinary Show is where I do the interviews, uh, beyondtheordinaryshow.com. And they're amazing and I have amazing guests like you. And it's, I, I grow so much from every interview that comes in and I also get to experience more of who I am through all those interviews. And I think the same thing happens for the audience in so many ways. Um, about four years ago, I launched the membership and it's a small membership that I had and I have people in that. And so that's just me showing up once a week and channeling or guiding, just kind of free flowing with the energies that are coming in. And, and I share from that perspective. Um, so that's there. And the call now, it's like this next level in that integrity and authenticity, it's like, what's this power? What's this wisdom? What's semination that is coming through? Um, and I can't hide behind the shadow of Beyond the Ordinary Show or how people have perceived me before. There's a very strong 
energy that wants to be expressed that is masculine that wants to come through very grounded i am very much right now about grounding the spiritual aspect and how we're being with it here on earth in our daily experiences i want to take the esoteric and and i'm making it practical yeah as i put it into my life so again it's like i say i want to bring i want to merge personal development with spiritual transformation but then what are the action taking abilities that we're capable of once we start integrating and embodying that information the opening is just the opening y'all getting the information and having the aha moment that's the crack in the door and we're stepping through a crack in the door in consciousness as a collective right now what the hell are we going to do after we crack the door open and that's where a lot of a, a lot of people a lot of us are because it's so new well we don't know we don't know how to create the old doesn't resonate but we don't know how to step into new and I'm afraid to take the next step I don't know what the next step is um and that's what we get to share about that's what we get to walk together um and and those of us who have a little less fear or hesitation about it we kind of get to lead for a little bit yeah yeah and I so love that that's what's coming through there's we're pitching for a tv show um, I've got a great team that, you know, it's, I'm being guided to put something together. Um, there's, I'm going to start writing the proposal for my book. I have a publishing agent who I'm told will pick it up. Um, so that's exciting. And the beautiful part about all of it, Marilyn, is I have no expectations. It's, <laughs> you just it's, surrender. I know. Surrender. And I just know, and I have so much it's not faith it's not trust it's knowing yeah there's beyond faith and trust that's knowing and i just have such a knowing that i am i'm just so beautifully guided it's just it's like all this just shows up and if something comes in that may seem difficult or stagnation all that even that is just like okay that's meant for me you know and i, and I let go and i let god and all right where are we going um yeah, it's it's quite magical to be honest with you. Um, and I'm fortunate to be surrounded with amazing people that I feel so loved and supported, even though I'm not a huge one to ask for help. Um, I believe that the next phase that's coming up also in all this, again, grounded energy, empowerment and wisdom and, you know, go out and create things is the feminine aspect for me which is i really am starting to learn in a whole new way with so much humility how to receive i love it yeah thank you john so you can find out about john at the beyond the uh, beyond the beyond the ordinary show.com and we will have it in the show notes as well as i will figure out where on facebook this is because i think i <laughs> went live somewhere i wasn't supposed to so um, I'll make sure that I add it there. And then to find out about your membership and coach, because I know you also do some coaching and stuff. Where is that? Is that at johnburgos.com? Uh, johnburgos.co. .co. Yeah. Okay. johnburgos.co. And you can learn more about John there. And uh, he's got his mentorship, his membership. He's got pocket guides on here, which is super cool. Um, so that gives you an opportunity to learn different things, the language of your life, stages of empathy. There's different things, urban, the urban shaman. Just go check that out. There's my Brooklyn accent. 
And um, John, where social media wise should people check you out? Oh my God. John Burgos official is the Instagram handle. Ah, John Burgos official is the Instagram handle. And what else? And are you on Facebook? I'm on Facebook. Yeah. John Burgos beyond the ordinary show. I believe right. is that. Yeah. Good. I love it. Your sites are gorgeous. So check out johnburgos.co and beyondtheordinaryshow.com, beyondtheordinaryshow.com. John, hang out because we're going to go into a Q&A with the members. Thank Absolutely. you, everyone, so much. And wait, uh, hold on. I'm not going to do an ending because we're going to record the Q&A for the podcast. Okay, so we're going to continue. Does anybody have any questions for John at all? not seeing anything uh john that was amazing how do you feel amazing yeah it's always fun sharing i can get verbose there's so much to the story that i can dive into and each one just seems like their own chapters there's again there's so many magical moments that we have access to and when we look back and just kind of pause and and can see what showed up and and how and, and why it's just it's I'm in awe. I'm in awe of the support and the guidance and and the friendships and the challenges. All of it has been, yeah, it's it's almost ineffable. Yeah, I just raised her hand, but before I go into that, what that's why I really am glad that you shared your story because what amazes me, it always has about you. Um, you don't really live in a lot of anxiety and fear, but you live in honesty. So like I, you, it's, there's not a phoniness or like a spiritual bypass. I know is the thing that people say where they bypass things. I never feel that with you. And I really wanted you to share that story because I want people to understand that it's not always um, puppies and unicorns, but there is definitely difficult moments. And you, what I was going to say to you is where you're going in the news page too. You have all the tools and techniques to take with you to help the evolution along. Yeah, everything I've accumulated along the way, it's I've I'm extremely well equipped for for this next stage that is just inevitable. And, and yeah. I feel it is inevitable. How it what form it takes is isn't precisely clear, um, but it will take form. Um and again, I'm again acutely aware of of what I have in my arsenal in so many different ways. And even not too long ago, even as I'm building something out and putting a team together, like in the last week, just a chance lunch that I was guided to have with someone who's this beautiful person that I've met a long time ago, but we've never really spoke. She's doing one particular type of work. And then in the conversation of me telling her that we're, we're wanting to pitch for a show, she's like, oh, by the way, you knew I was a producer, right? It's like, no. It's like, yeah, we did all kinds of production. We launched a lot of big products. I worked directly with Lady Gaga for like seven months straight. I was like by her side oh, all wow. the time. It's <laughs> big level stuff. Anyone you need for editing, music, all kinds of things. Just it's like, I'll help you. And I go, well, do you want to be part of the team? She's like, absolutely. And so like things like that just show up on, on a continuous basis. It's where it all goes. I don't know yet, but it's. Yeah the those things that show that i'm on to something keep appearing so i'll keep following those threads yeah yeah and it makes debbie i know you raised your hand it makes um uh i'm allowing you to talk 
it makes just one second. It makes uh, your journey. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I have no, I'm not hands gripped tight on anything. I just know what I would desire, my goals, but I have no like attachment to them. And I'm just surrendered, surrender to it. And then I'm in the journey of it. And you're right. That's when things show up because you can see it. You don't have the blinders on. Like it's gotta be this way. All of a sudden someone comes in, you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't even think of that. That's or great. If or if they don't show up, it's like, oh, okay. But if there's like a redirection. And that's oh yeah, totally. It's also great because now we're not wasting our time and our energy and really draining, leaking our energy in places where it's where it doesn't yeah. really serve us either. Um, I agree. I agree. Uh, Deb, and then I have a, I want to read. Go ahead, Deb, honey. Thanks for being patient. Can you hear me? Hi, we Deb. Can. Hi, John. I just wanted to let you know, thank you so much. Sorry about my voice. For I your, love your voice. What are you talking about? It's I think she's getting tearful. <laughs> yep. Can't help it. It's just always there. Mm. Anyway, um, thank you for having Marilyn on a couple of years ago, because that's how I found her. Awesome. And I love the other people that you have as well. So I'm so grateful for that. But somehow your card cutting uh, Vimeo dropped in to, uh, it, it just has to be divine guidance, spiritual guidance. And I just wanted to say thank you for that because I listen to it. I want to do it every day, but I haven't got there yet. But it is just so beautiful. I mean, the do way it, do it once a month at the most. You don't need to do it so hard. It's just, it's really once you get into it, your consciousness, like the subconscious, starts releasing, and uh -huh. you just kind of automatic start purging it anyway. So, if you've been listening to it for a while, give yourself a break. Well, I do. I mean, I, it's not even like once a week. I okay. I try a little more, but um, as Marilyn would could tell you, I'm in a caregiver situation, and mm. I feel like uh, she's an octopus. And then, but with your with understanding your um, guidance, I realize that I have hooks into her. So wow. I'm really working on trying to let go of wow. mine and let hers go as well. So yeah. I just yeah. want to thank you so much. You're so welcome. And what I would tell you, you don't need to try. Just put the intention and and allow the energy to flow from you because your heart's already there and your love's already there. And if there's anywhere in part of your system that's manipulating or whatever, just allow your intention to be what leads that that crack in your voice tells me everything. Oh. Right. So, so trust that. Uh -huh. And and know that it's working for you, that it's really that God that God is doing you, that you don't have to do God. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Deb, Deb is um Debbie, whenever she's on, she's in my next level living program. She just gives so much love to every single person. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And uh she just has it just to give. It's just quite beautiful. Um, so this is the cord, cord cutting. I want people to hear because people on the podcast are going to be now dead. They're going to be like, oh, I want to do that. So it's the cord cutting ritual. And where can they find that? Um, we'd actually, that was a membership call that we did that we oh. gifted before, but um, I'll find it and I'll send it to you. And then you can share it with the community for anybody who wants it. Yeah, that'd be great. We can, um, 
actually share it with me so that we can put it on the newsletter for the whole list. That would be really nice. And then we'll, I, uh, hold yeah. on a second. I actually think I have the, do I have the Google drive open here? My God, I do. Believe it or not, I kind of hand it handy. And that interesting. I can. I'll share it here with you, Marilyn. Then however that goes out. Sure. There you go. Okay. Hopefully we can, let's make sure I can open it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay, great. Thanks, John. So we will make sure we'll put this in the show notes as well, or, or on my website under the podcast for those of you who are listening in the podcast and then everybody in the chat has this and then uh, just hold this for me. Let me just give this to my team. Great. Cause we'll lose it once the chat's gone. Thank you, Deb. Thanks, sweetie, honey. Thank you, Deb. <laughs> she went away already. <laughs> she muted. Um, <laughs> Anybody, so I want to read just a couple of these things that people said. Um, Jan said, I love that. Looking back and pausing is sometimes what we really need to do and look at it in awe. Mm, so you said yeah. that, and there's so much truth to that because we're always like, I also think people look back and they beat themselves up over things and they don't look back and see the moment of growth or look back in awe of like, wow, I made it through that even. Or they, they look back and they're proud of the boundaries they put up, but boundaries are another cage. Yeah. And so empowerment doesn't always come from boundaries. It's just a stage of freedom. And when we can look back and go, oh, wow, I don't need that wall anymore, that cage anymore to kick anything out. We engender more freedom for ourselves and more compassion for what supposedly was the perpetrator energy. Um, yeah. And it's really here to... If we can look at it as something that's here to set us free rather than take us down after we've been through the experience and come to it, you set yourself free in ways that, that you can't if those boundaries, if those walls are still up. And we all have walls, but we're learning. We're learning that those situations, those events can't hold their power over us in the way that they did before and when you realize that it's there's no charge you're not leaking your energy you're not losing yourself you're not in protection in the same way anymore and so you have that much more capacity to create something different well i think it's interesting when i read monique and monique's a boundary coach actually and i think the thing for boundaries for me is they're not built out of fear or anger or scarcity or or they're built out of love for myself so if I have a boundary in place, it's it's out of like, it's okay if you don't understand this, this is my boundary and it's out of love for myself and even love for you because I'll just resent you if you just, you know, this is who I am. You don't have to acknowledge it or not. It's who I am. You, you wouldn't state a boundary of someone unless you still want them in your life somehow. Yeah. But even the boundary you set with your ex-wife that your wife at the time when she was saying you were too sensitive, that was a boundary. You're like, okay. Yeah, but I'm time. letting you know, this is who I am. And it wasn't from a place of I'm going to dukes up. It's like, it was full acceptance of self. It sounded like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah but, then, but then that boundary is like, okay, just be the way you are and call me sensitive all you want. And it's like, I don't like, I don't have an emotional charge with the event. And by not no. having the emotional charge of it, because a lot of times I see a lot of people put up boundaries of emotional charges. Yes, I agree. And so when those emotional charges can come down, the boundaries can still be there, but not have the electrical wiring that's depleting us. Yeah. And yeah. I, 
I like calling boundaries now for me. I I translate them into standards. It's like this is the standard of of how I want to be met or how I want to be treated or how I'm going to treat you. Um, and and good for you if you can tell me what your standard is because I'm going to honor and respect that as best I can. If someone tells me to have a boundary, I can have an apprehension sort of like. <gasps> Okay, let me, I kind of feel off put or like I'm crossing, a, like I'm crossing something I shouldn't cross, you know, as a man who's very sensitive, it's like a woman tells me she has a boundary, like, let me not intrude into that. So the standard for me is this, I'm choosing to be up here and come meet me up here. I'll play with you yeah. up here. I think it's how we define, I'm going to ask Monique to come on because she's a boundary coach. Um, I think it's how we define, are defining boundaries. I would agree. And this is my so definition. I don't. For sure. Yeah, exactly. No, I love how you're saying it because we're defining it. And I'm the same way. I'm not like, I don't need to put it up with anger. It's just, this is what it is. Yeah. Monique, what did you want to share? Do you want to share anything? You should be unmuted. Uh, allow to talk. There you go. Now you just have to unmute, ask to unmute. Hmm. No. There's a boundary there, Monique. We're not allowing her to talk. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I love this conversation because when I first started learning about boundaries, I came into it with the perception that most people have is that it's a very limiting existence. Mm. But through the work I've done, is it is the most freeing space because what it does is it causes you to be so honest with yourself about what you what, what you're willing to do or not do, what you're willing to accept. And it really has nothing to do with anyone else ever. Yeah. And I think once we see it from that perspective, it changes our whole environment and perception about what a boundary really is. And particularly for empaths, where we take on so much and we don't recognize that, A, that's not necessary, but B, that boundaries allow us in our energy field to become so much stronger. Mm. And for me, I think it's such an important piece, particularly in the empathic community, to really redirect our understanding around what boundaries are. Yeah, that's beautiful. It sounds like you've done a lot of great work around that. That's and great. Really yeah. To, and really teaching people how to receive the intention in which you're teaching it with um because for me the way that you're describing it it's again for me the translation of that's the word standard it's yeah it's, it's the same thing it's like oh this this is the standard that i'm choosing to live by and and the way right. you're describing boundary is is synonymous to that so yeah exactly i love that and it changes your whole life it really it truly does. once you recognize that it's the standard your whole life the lens becomes so much clearer and oh it's just God, so, much, so much liberating. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thank you. Uh, good job. I'm so glad you're thanks. doing that work. Thanks. Yeah. I am too. Thanks, Monique. Thanks for coming in and giving that description. I appreciate that. Um, I still have no idea where we went live, but I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to start ending, but Barbara said, I love this awareness of the essence of what a boundary is and not to make it a cage for ourselves. Yes, move out of the limits and stand in your own true essence. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, 
That is beautiful. So any last words of wisdom for everybody, John? Thank you so much for sharing your time with us. Goodness, it's my honor to be here. Um, I'm really feeling the energy, y'all. It's again, it's this last year has for me has been such a beautiful journey. And also towards the end, there's so much that was coming up through through the grounding, through the root and the sacral chakra that was really healing. And, and I know a lot of people that have been going through that experience of embodying, feeling safe, being in their power, their emergence in that. And I felt a shift in those energies a little over a month ago. And there's an invitation for fun to like really play. There's like an invitation right now. It's like, how can we invoke the energy of fun? Fun. And we created an acronym the other day. I was with a friend and she's like, let's create an acronym. And she, she got into it. It's like, oh my God, wait, hold on a second. I, I'm forgetting it again. It is um, fearless, unwavering, new. Oh, I love that for fun. Fearless, for fun. unwavering, new. And and the new really like there's, it provides like this alchemy when you say it, what does that provoke in you? And it's just, it's, and if we can, if everything is new, everything as of right now, today, everything, the next time you see Maryland, Maryland's new. The next mm-hmm. time you have your cup of coffee, it's new. How willing are you to be in that embodied experience that's happening right there and then and not go down the same road of the cup of coffee you've been having for the last 22 years that you've become so accustomed to because mm-hmm. you're not the same person from then. And I bet you that your experience with that or Marilyn or with a beloved or next time you get in your, whatever it is, allow it to awe you, allow it to remind you of the wonder that you have access to um, and choose to have fun with it because we really are stepping into a paradigm that's inviting us to be receptive of the awe that wants to give to us the vitality and aliveness that we have been clawing our way to for so many generations. And, and, and the doorways are here, they're open and we get to play with them. We get to have fun with them. Love that. Mm. That's a great place to, and I did the predictions for 2023 and um, it was about, all I can remember from was all about adventure. So I love that you ended this with fun. It was oh, all about adventure, where, adventure. Where can we find the predictions? Where are those? They're uh, episode 114 on the podcast. I, I <laughs> want to hear the predictions. I'll, I'll send them to you. Okay, awesome. <laughs> all right, John, thank you so much. So again, everyone, John is super incredible in everything he does. His show is amazing. He has incredible speakers on. He's a really great interviewer. Go check it out at beyondtheordinaryshow.com. And also look at John's work. He mentors people. He coaches people. He has a membership program. You can check that out at johnburgos.co and go check him out. And thank you, John, so much for being here. I love you so much. Thank you all. Love you. Bye.